Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive toward your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to show your value, turn up the volume, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, I cannot believe it, but we are at the end of the season and the final episode for 2022. I cannot believe how the year has flown by. Well, hopefully you are getting a little bit of R&R in after celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah and all of the amazing celebrations that have happened here at the end of the year, and you just have a couple more days before we are in 2023. We've got an amazing show where we have gone back into the archives to hear some of the best career advice from all of the folks who've been on the show over the past season. But before we get to some of that best career advice to guide you into 2023, let's talk a little bit about your brand. Now, the biggest thing that I hear from people that are resistant to focusing on building their brand and documenting their brand is they'll say things like, well, Jason, you know, I know that it's important, but I, I'm not one of those people that likes to go out and brag. I'm, I'm not one of those people that feels like I need to be an advertisement and constantly be selling myself. And now here's the thing. The brand, your brand, is not about creating an advertisement. It's not that you want to go out and be selling yourself all of the time. Instead, your brand is really that DNA that shows up as your unique, authentic self. What makes you different from everybody else that leaves lasting impressions and memories and shows how you add value. And that message is very different from bragging, very different from selling. Now, my New Year's tradition is going to the Tournament of Roses Parade. Now, I have been every single year since I was born, and I grew up in Pasadena, California. In fact, I have been so obsessed with the Rose Parade over my life that my very first job that I wanted as a kid... I would actually say, I want to be a Rose Parade float designer. Yes, I was that kooky kid. I have been so obsessed with the Rose Parade, but it really let me know all about branding intrinsically at a very young age. Because when those floats go down Orange Grove and turn onto Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena, they are these true expressions of a brand. Now, for some people, they'll say it could be like an advertisement. And and let's break it down. At the end of the day, those big corporations, they're spending, you know, 500,000, a million dollars or more to have their float in the Rose Parade because quite frankly, they are guaranteed 30 seconds of airtime on all sorts of national and international media platforms. But you know what? 
No one would show up at the Rose Parade. There's a million people who line up on the route. There's even more people watching around the world on TV and on media outlets. No one would be doing that if all we were doing was watching TV commercials throughout. So quite the opposite. I grew up watching amazing brands give their message and their brand expression. I used to love all of the Baskin-Robbins 31 Flavors ice cream floats because they were always pink and purple and fun. In fact, they would have things like a birthday cake that would rise up with multiple tiers, and at the end, a teddy bear would pop out and shoot off fireworks, right? I would love floats that were from companies like Dr. Pepper that were all about kind of doing your own thing and having fun. And they would have things like, you know, roller coasters on floats and all sorts of wild things. Even those most beautiful floats that came from companies like Avon or FTD, you know, they weren't like saying, hey, buy our beauty products or hey, buy flowers. Instead, those FTD floats would be all about those romantic moments of Victorian people and carriages pulled by beautiful horses through the snow, really giving this whole message that we're the company that's there for those romantic moments, right? They were all about building impressions and messaging that left us with a lasting memory. And at no point did we ever feel we were being sold to. So here's my challenge to you in 2023. This is not about being a walking billboard or a walking advertisement for the things that you do. Of course not. We know even when we get on one of those work calls and someone gives an elevator pitch that sounds like they're interviewing for a job. You're like, who is this person? Instead, I want you to think about your value is what is your lasting message? What is that lasting impression that you want to leave with people that says, how is it that you can add value to them and the work that they do? Well, we'll be back in just a few moments because I have an amazing conversation with a whole bunch of our most popular guests from season 2022. We want to hear their career advice. We'll be back in a moment. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back with the best of 2022. Now, the end of the year and the beginning of the next is the perfect time for reflection. Now, I remember a few years back, one of my old bosses, the great Rebecca Romano over at NBC Universal, she had our team do an exercise and we did a digital word cloud where she asked us what we were most excited about for the following year. And when we were doing that activity, it really hit me that so many times we just focus on what we're going to do next year, right? Like, what are our goals? But instead, we should really be asking ourselves what we are most excited for. It is quite simply a whole different question because it helps connect you with things that are both important 
and the things that you're passionate about. I have been telling people all week that I'm excited for 2023 because it is my 50-2015, which means I'm turning 50, I will have been with my husband Joe for 20 years, and we will have been legally married for 15 years because we were a Prop 8 couple. And professionally, I'm excited for the return of big conferences and big corporate events. In fact, just in the first quarter, I will be popping up in Washington, D.C., and San Francisco, Orlando, and Las Vegas, so I hope to see you there. Now, I sat down earlier this year with Keisha Boyd, who is Comcast's Executive Director of Multicultural Entertainment, and she shared her unique way of taking a temperature check every single year. Let's hear from Keisha. Something that I do for myself, and this is really every two and a half years, I, I check in with myself to see, am I doing the thing? Am I doing the thing that makes me feel the most excited, right? Mm. Am I, I said this earlier, am I doing the thing that rings my bells? Um, and I tell that to any of my mentees, like, check in with yourself. It's okay to change. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to check in and say, you know what? I'm not as enthused by this work as I once was, but you know what I am interested in? This. So how do I start crafting a plan to pivot to this next phase? Like be okay with, you know, not sticking to this, a 10 year plan, right? Yeah. Like be, be okay and be open to evolving your interests and the way to, to stay on top of that evolution is to check in with yourself. Now, as you move into the new year, you want to do that check-in that Comcast's Keisha Boyd mentioned that she does. In the lead with your brand system, I always say that your brand follows your career strategy. And that should be based on looking at the intersection of your towering strengths, your biggest passions, and ultimately, the needs of your company, industry, or the marketplace. Now, earlier this year, I sat down with my pal, Jennifer Darling. Now, she's a fellow speaker and, more importantly, a LinkedIn guru. And she talked all about this intersection. I want to say the old Confucius saying, which is, have a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I want to say that. But money, <laughs> but money is energy. And if we have a favorite job in the world and we're not making any money and we're, we're suffering in other parts of our lives, that that may not be the best thing for, for you. So what I like to think about is how can you have passion and have uh, money? I call it profit for business owners, but how can you have passion and profit? in yeah. your business. Where can you find the alignment of both things? And I don't think it has to be an answer of like when you're in your 20s and, and that's going to be the same thing as when you're in your 50s or 80s. I don't think that's it. I think it could be something in your 20s or 25 or 28 and something when you're 37 or 46. Like I think it can change and evolve as you're going through your own journey in life. But if you can find a place where you're both making money and you're happy, then that is, that is like golden. Now, if you're looking for great tips and tools on how to take your LinkedIn to the next level, check out Jennifer Darling online and, of course, on LinkedIn. 
Now, hopefully you are getting in some after Christmas sale shopping this week, and no doubt Macy's is on your itinerary. I sat down with Bobby Amir Shahi, the SVP and head of communications at Macy's Inc. Now, Bobby also talked about the notion of finding that connection to things and the people you love in work. I remember when I interned at uh, this small agency called um, Arnold Advertising in Virginia, and uh, they had a small PR shop. And this woman there was my boss or sponsor, and she took me aside one day and she just said, "Listen, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna you're gonna have great jobs and you're gonna have some bad ones, and it might be because you have a bad boss or whatever." And she put that Elsa. I mean, this is like mid '90s early nineties, maybe. And she put the L symbol to her head. She goes, if it's losersville, get out. (laughs) And think about the fact that this was a long time ago. I hate to say when people were much more um, expected to stay. Yeah. Five, 10 lifetimes. And I took that advice to heart and ironically, you know, stayed at Cox enterprises uh, for 10 years Uh, And then later came back and did another four years. So, um, but what you won't see on my resume or my, or you might see some gaps is, or not gaps, short stays is I've been places where it's either, it's not me, it's you, or it's both of us, or it's just not working. And there's places where I've interviewed, you know, many, many times in the cycle, in in the process. And I just realized something deep down says, I know it's not going to work. Or I know the money looks good. The title looks great. Oh, this is going to be so good on my resume. But I always tell myself, there's no way I can get out of bed and go to a job where I don't feel, I don't feel seen or protected or safe or able to do what I love to do. And uh, the sooner you find out, get out, even if you've already started. You know what I mean? I think trying to stay someplace that uh, doesn't feel good. Um, and not everybody has that luxury, right? We all got bills to pay, yeah. but I would say, you know, you know, when you're, when your head and your heart, uh, align on, it's not right. Get out. That's the thing that has brought me the most, um, sort of peace in my career. Imposter syndrome was a big topic. I heard this year from coaching clients. It strikes me that for so many of us, we are apologizing for being in the room. Or worse, we are telling ourselves our own self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back. I sat down with Miriam Banakaram, the co-founder of NYC Next, the founding member of Miriam B, and the former CMO of Nextdoor. I just love her best career advice. I would say go for it. Oh my God, it's like Nike all over again. (laughs) You know, I think it's just do it, right? I mean, I think there are so many things that get in our way, including ourselves. There's so many reasons that we say, I can't, I shouldn't, it's not what's expected of me, or what if I fail? And I would say, just go for it. Just go do. And in doing, it's kind of like Shonda Rhimes. I think she gave a great commencement speech at... um, I want to say it was at Dartmouth. And she said, I wanted to be Toni Morrison. And I just went, instead of waiting to become Toni Morrison, I started just doing. And in doing, I became Shonda Rhimes. And I think it's such a great lesson. I think the other great lesson is um, don't be afraid to carve your own path. Mm. I think I come from a generation where the path was sort of established and you had to fit into that path. Today, people, there's just not the boundaries that there were, right? And so you can have your own podcast. You can write your own book. You can become a content creator, an influencer. You can be 
Ava DuVernay and actually create your own entertainment company after yeah. you're 40. So just go do and own your space because it takes a lot to have to conform to other people's definition. And frankly, when you step into your space, you allow others to do the same. And I think that's where we win together, where we actually make room for people to have joy and be their authentic self and bring others along that journey. I just love Miriam, and she is spot on that what makes us unique and different is truly our calling card. It defines our brand. In fact, when I was in New York this summer, I had the opportunity to be invited by Miriam to her house. Now, we were originally going to go and grab coffee, and she sent me this note. She said, hey, I'm hosting an opera on the steps of my house. It's called Stoop Opera, Come By. And I was like, what in the world is this? And this was so on brand for Miriam because she is the biggest advocate and ambassador of everything great about New York City. I went down to her home in Chelsea and there was literally a nonprofit organization called Stoop Opera that performed a 60-minute opera show in the middle of the street using the steps up to her apartment as a stage. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. As an entire community of people came out, neighbors, people passing by, and I thought, wow, this is a unique experience. This is a memory. And you know what? It's completely on brand for NYC Next, and more importantly, on brand for Miriam. Now, this year, I had the amazing chance to work with the team over at J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. Now, not only are they doing amazing things for their associates, they are doing amazing things in the community. I was in New York City for Pride Month, and I was honored to be invited to Pride events from J.P. Morgan Chase, including a panel discussion on LGBT plus immigration and asylum, and the Pride Live Day kickoff celebrating the groundbreaking of the Stonewall National Monument Visitor Center, of which J.P. Morgan Chase is a founding supporter. It will be a 3,700-square-foot center that will aim to share the impact of the Stonewall Inn and its significance in LGBT plus history. Now, these amazing things are possible because J.P. Morgan Chase has created offices for multicultural communities, including the Office of LGBT Plus Affairs, which is headed up by firm veteran Brad Baumel. Now, when I chatted with Brad, he talked all about not fitting in. Number one, stop trying to fit in. <laughs> Stop trying to conform and be like everybody else. One of the things I've learned over the last year and a couple of months in this role is that in each of the communities, and there's seven um, businesses like mine at the firm, we all struggled with the same thing, trying to conform. We joined a firm like JP Morgan Chase, and we spent all of our waking moments trying to be like the person next to us rather than bringing our full selves to the table every day. And what I've learned is that's exactly what we need because the ideas that we have, which are different from the ideas that the person next to you has, are exactly what will fuel the next product, the next innovation, the creativity, the productivity. So don't try and fit in. Be you. Don't think that people will respect you just because you're like them. People, give people credit. 
meet them where they are, but the more they know about you, the more they'll like you, the Mm. more they'll respect you, the more they'll want to work with you, the more they'll trust sharing things with you um, because you're being authentic. Um, And like I said, for myself, I unleashed my inner extrovert. I think we all have a little extrovert inside us. Don't hide it. Um, Take risk. Use your voice. You too can be rewarded from that. Now, make sure to check out Brad's episode as he shares so much about his journey to being his best authentic self at work. I also had the chance to talk to my friend and the general manager of Telemundo Orlando, Migdalia Figueroa, who also talked about the notion of making sure that you are being you. But what are my values? Mm. We go through the life without knowing them, copying one from here, copying one from here, repeating them. And then one day, so I struggle with anxiety at a certain age. I was struggling with anxiety. And one of the things that helped me overcome that was realizing I'm not living my life. I'm living my mom's life. Mm. I'm living my mentor's life. I'm living so many other people's life because I don't know what my values are because I thought my value needed to be dictated by somebody bigger and better than me. So at some point, I sat down with me and wrote my values and understood my values. And now I understand how my values interact with Conca's values and how my values interact with my mom's values or how my values interact with my children's values. But I, at some point, identify my values and my anxiety went away and my career took off. You know, I just love Migdalia, and I love that she talks about her values. Ultimately, your brand is all about your unique values. In fact, your Tailwind brand attributes should really speak to those values. And that brand filter that you build should define how you operate in line with your values. Now, to learn more, check us out in January when we present Lead With Your Brand New Year, where each week of the new year, we will break down a step in the Lead With Your Brand system to help jumpstart you towards your next career breakthrough. I also had the chance this year to reconnect with Donna Fujimoto Cole, who's the president and CEO of Cole Chemical and Distributing Inc. Now, I first met Donna when I was doing work with the Coalition of Asian Pacific American Women, where she is a longtime board member, sponsor, and role model. Now, Donna went from being an executive assistant at an energy company way back in the 70s and 80s to becoming the CEO of her own own energy company. Now, here's Donna's best career advice. How to be true to yourself. That's mm. the best advice I could give is because you could live somebody else's dream in life, but you're not going to be happy. Mm. You know, I hear so many uh, kids whose parents tell them they want to be them to be doctors or lawyers, and then they bring back the di- diploma and say, this is yours. Ooh. Now I got to go do what I want to do. Mm. Right. So I'm proud of these kids because some of them are willing to do that today. This year, I was lucky to sit down with so many authors. David Ambrose is the head of external affairs and community engagement for the West for Amazon, which I am sure you have been ordering stuff for all season. 
In addition to his amazing corporate career, David is the best-selling author of the memoir, A Place Called Home, where he shares his story growing up experiencing homelessness and living in the foster care system. David's work as a poverty and child welfare advocate has even been recognized by former President Obama. Listen to David's advice that he shares when he speaks with children. First, I talked to a lot of foster kids. My sister was a social worker for, for de- more than a decade, and she would send some of the young people to talk to me, and I'd give them a couple pieces of advice. First thing I would say to them, because a lot of them are kids of color or girls, and I'm a cisgendered white guy, but I would say all of us every single day in our lives are unfairly judged, mm. and it sucks, but the moment you realize it, you begin to have the power because you can use people's unjustified shortcuts to advance your own goals. If people misjudge you or underestimate you, and you know that you can be aggrieved or you can begin to arm yourself with that information and figure out how to use it. It's like jujitsu or the matrix. You begin to have the power as opposed to being the victim of that. It doesn't solve it. I don't like it, but it's reality. And so I talked to a lot of young people about walking into a room and being of a particular whatever and how do you use that. The second piece, which I think is vital, which I wish someone had told me when I was young or younger, is your contacts. It's not enough to rely on social media. Your contacts are how you're going to advance throughout your life. And not just to selfishly do so, but also selflessly. When I want to fundraise for a cause, I go to my Outlook. Excuse me. I go to my Apple contacts and I look things up. I have categories. I keep in touch with people. I follow people. I, I integrate notes and I keep adding people that I meet into those contacts. So if you were to ask me right now, hey, do you know anyone who distills liquor? I would go into my contacts and find some folks for you to talk to. That has served me very well is to nurture and guide those contacts forward and make sure that I'm adding value to those folks' lives as well, even if it's just the occasional touch base. That has served me incredibly well. Now, 2023 needs to be all about action. We can't just sit in reflection. We must take action. Don't wait on the sidelines. Now, someone who is all about action is Mike Sinkton, entertainment and pop culture lifestyle expert and retired Universal Studios exec. Now, Mike was one of the first executives I met when I started my career at Universal Studios over 30 years ago, and I was always inspired by his chutzpah. Now, it was only later that I found out that he had a job basically created for him at Universal after he sent a letter to the head of Universal Studios with his recommendations for redoing the world-famous studio tour. Don't worry about if you don't know what you want to do yet. Mm. So many people stress out about that because when I was growing up, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. All I knew is I wanted to be in the game. Mm. That's all that mattered to me. And as we talked about, by following my gut and my instincts, that led me right into the heart of the game. And once I got there, I knew this is where I wanted to be. You know, I talk to so many people that feel they haven't made it yet. Or worse, they don't want to jump into a new role because they don't think that they're ready yet. Now, I love the advice from Cynthia Chu, the chief financial officer and growth officer at Audible. Be okay 
you're never going to be ready for 100% for something in your next step. Mm. But I would approach it as you are you building skill set and or experiences that are going to enrich you as well as are you contributing to whatever you're working on? It can be anything. Um, and I think the minute that you don't, um, you got to think through and, and, and have also a personal board of director that you can, it can be your friends, it can be your mom, it can be your cousins, it can be, basically you need to have a tribe. And I have been fortunate that I have a tribe of, you know, a small group of people, including my husband, that I can talk to in bumping up against like, hey, if something happened, big or small decision at work. Um, but, you know, really um, be, be, it's okay to not have a set path. And I've learned particularly in the last six years at Audible that I would never, when I joined Audible, I was hired to do finance and, you know, two weeks later, my, uh, my founder and CEO said, um, I need you to go and, you know, um, consolidate all the analytics and data science team. I'm, I'm like, what, what do you mean data science? But okay, I'll figure it out. Um, and then fast forward to last year, uh, I was asked to like, Hey, like, let's take a use these skill set that you built, um, and, and, and lead the marketing team. So like, I, I there's no set path. Um, and, but, but, I, I would say one thing that I've uh, learned is, is that I treat it as a, am I building skill set? Am I contributing? You know, it is so true what Cynthia shared. Remember, your career is a journey and think about the things you collect and the things that you leave along the way. Now, for all you Star Trek fans, I had the chance in June to reconnect with my old buddy, Wilson Cruz, who is one of the stars of Star Trek Discovery on Paramount+. Now, Wilson describes his brand as being an activist. That's right, an activist, which is the intersection of being an actor and an activist. Wilson's advice was short and sweet. Lean into all of those things that make you uncomfortable. And I know we've heard that before, but I think that is the key to your humanity, to your art. That's what opens you up. But don't be afraid of being uncomfortable. Find people who make you uncomfortable and work with those people. I also loved sitting down with Daniela Pierre Bravo, reporter on MSNBC's Morning Joe and the author of the book, The Other, How to Own Your Power at Work as a Woman of Color. I met Daniela as we both worked on Mika Brzezinski's Know Your Value, and Daniela talked all about taking action in our conversation. Don't wait for permission. Um, I think that has been, you know, one of the things that has really pushed me forward. And and I think that's all-encompassing for, for people like me who have felt like others. We've been so conditioned to wait for permission or have been so conditioned to be reactive that I think that the reason why it's my number one tip is because I had a lot to do a lot of internal work to feel like I didn't need to do and I didn't need to wait for permission. But in all of my career, big pivots, it's because I didn't wait for permission. And I showed people the receipts as, as people would like to say before you know, before I had a chance to be given the opportunity, I would look for the opportunity, make use of the opportunity before, you know, before, before, before I got that permission from everybody else. Finally, let's talk a little bit about failure. Quite frankly, if you aren't failing, you aren't learning. 
And if you aren't learning, you aren't going to make it to your next career breakthrough. I had a chance to sit down with H. Schuster, entertainment production veteran and the founder and CEO of Hustle Up, a brand new platform aiming to transform Hollywood's old click with one click by democratizing access to the industry. Here's what H had to say about failure. Don't think of failure as a period, as a full stop. Think of it as like more of a comma, right? I mean, I think people think of success as I was right and failure is oh, I was wrong. But I think, um, you know, failure can really be a stepping stone to success as long as you really mm. learn from it, you take something away from it. So I think, you know, make, make your failures your biggest advantage by learning or, or thinking about what went wrong and, and figuring out how you can change it for next time. Because, you know, really, if you want to grow at your craft, at what you do, you have to set big and sometimes unreasonable goals. And that means you might fail. Um, but, but that's kind of the point, right? You're stretching yourself to achieve things you haven't done before. And sometimes you get there on the first or second attempt. And sometimes you just have to adjust and, 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 and keep going. And I think pitching TV shows really makes you ready for that because, you know, you develop this pitch around this show that you think is great and you love it and you love everything about it. You think you've, you think you've pressure tested it from every direction, you know, and then, and then sometimes what you do is you actually set your first pitch with the buyer you think isn't going to buy it yeah. because then they can, they can give you the pass and they can give you lots of feedback and they can say, well, here's what we didn't like about it. So then you go in and you rearrange your pitch and yeah. you try to fix it, right? And you don't always take every piece of, of feedback, but you know, you, you kind of filter it and you figure out, okay, how can I make this better? And you do that mm. after every pitch, right? And by the time you get to that sixth or eighth pitch, you might have like the perfect show that that really, uh, uh, you know, the buyers are super excited about. And sometimes you won't. You have to take your learning of why that show didn't sell and, and roll it into the next thing. Um, and it's a pretty fast-paced turnover, right? You're, you're pitching all the time. You're developing all the time. And I think if you let failure get to you, it's not you're not going to be able to be successful at that, right? You're not going to if you hold on to that that pass every time, you're not going to be able to to, to move ahead and, and get on to the next one, you know. And I'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts on 2022. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. What an amazing and inspiring group of people that we talked to in 2022. There's so much great advice there that I encourage you to go back and listen to all of those episodes and all of the ones that you may have missed. You can check them out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always get the full collection at leadwithyourbrand.com. Now, the one thing that really sticks out to me as we close out the year is ultimately It's got to be about taking action in 2023. It's great to dream. It's great to make one of those New Year's resolutions like, I'm going to get a new job or I'm going to lose weight. But it's all about what is the next realistic step. You've got to break things down. What are you going to do in January to help you reach your goals? What are you going to do in February to help you reach your goals? What are you going to do in Q2, in Q3? What are you going to do by the end of the year? 
It can't just be things like, I'm going to lose weight and get healthy. No, no, no. In fact, I have already got my first training session booked for January 3rd, and I am committed for the first 90 days of the year that I will be working out with a trainer three days a week, and I am going to be eating on track with my Weight Watchers app. Those are all about specific actions that are going to get me closer to that goal of health and wellness. So let's think about your career goals. Think about what you want to be this year, but most importantly, talk about what you're going to do back in the office on January 3rd to get you there. Well, that is our show for the year, and that is a wrap on Season 3. If you loved what you heard, make sure that you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll deliver you a brand new show every single Tuesday. Now, make sure to check us out in January, where we will be celebrating Lead With Your Brand New Year. Each week, we will be breaking down one of the steps of the Lead With Your Brand system, and we'll be unlocking tools on leadwithyourbrand.com so that you can download Download those templates and put your next career breakthrough and brand into action. I hope you've had an amazing year and have an even better 2023. And remember, in your career and your life, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure in 2023 you are a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.